0: Welcome back to another installment of Fortifying Your Faith. I am Haston Hanley, and I am so glad you could be back with us today and study another portion of God's will and God's word. And as we take this time to study God's word, I hope that each one of us will truly take the time to see what God's word has to say about any number of topics and i encourage you to uh take a moment to uh grab a bible and open it and follow along and study with us today i hope that each one of you will uh do so as we consider today uh the idea of being excited as a creature uh, a christian many people today sadly carry around the idea that being a Christian doesn't let you have any fun. Being a Christian is uh, boring, it's this or that, but truly, I want to assure to you today that being a Christian can be fun. And as we think about all of this, I encourage you uh, to follow along with us as we look at at least two uh, main sections that convey this idea. And as we look at these, I hope that we can take the joy and the excitement that these men had in the New Testament and carry them with us throughout our lives. And as we think about doing so, I hope that each one of us truly can do this. Also, if any of you wish to Uh, get into contact with me. If you have any questions or anything like that, please feel free to send an email to fortifyingyourfaith at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us there, and that's probably going to be the easiest way to get a hold of me. Also, I would like to say it's good to be back. I haven't recorded an episode now in about a week, and it's so good to record And to be able to study with you today. And as we think about this and being excited as a Christian, I've been told several times by uh, young people and older alike that being a Christian just sadly isn't fun. They've tried and they've tried and yet sadly many of them stop trying to live as a Christian and stop trying to give their all to God because they find it boring because they can't do what the world considers uh, quote-unquote fun and enjoyable. And so as we think about some of these things today, I want us to think about how exciting it can be for a Christian to live as a Christian. Uh, we find John chapter 1, and that'll be the first place where we look. We find two men who are so excited that they have found the Christ, the the one to come, that they couldn't do anything but immediately go and tell those closest to them. And as we think about this today, how is it that we consider this in our own lives? Think about uh, with me for just a moment. uh, We will look at John chapter 1, and we'll go down to verses 40 through 46, and... This is shortly after uh, John the Baptizer was talking with Christ. We come down to verse 40, and it says, "...one of the two which heard John speak and er, uh, and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother, Simon, and said unto him, "...we have found the Messiah, which is, being interpreted, the Christ." It says, And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is interpreted a stone. When we consider the excitement of being a Christian, do we have as much excitement as Andrew had? Many of us overlook Andrew as an apostle. If you sing the song about the apostles, you will come to his name. But many people, sadly, do not think about him on uh, a daily basis. He was not Peter, James, or John. He was not one of the closest, if you will, to Christ. And yet, if it were not for his desire and excitement about telling his brother that he had found the Christ, would Peter have ended up following after Christ? We do not know. But what is it about his excitement that really draws our attention? He knew what to be looking for. He knew that there was a Messiah to come, and he knew from the markers that Christ had shown and had stated, along with John the Baptizer mentioning them, he knew without a doubt Jesus was the Christ. The next person we come to is uh, actually in the very next verse, in verse forty-three of John chapter one. It says, "And the next, or and the day following, <clears throat> Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and find Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me." We uh, understand a little bit about Philip in verse forty-four, and says, "Now Philip was of Bethsaida." the city of Andrew and Peter. Now Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Here we see again, one of the first people to follow after Christ immediately goes and tells someone close to him and says, We have found the Christ. Why is it that so many of us today are afraid to go up to someone that we care about and say, Look, we have found the one that we need to follow. We, as in mankind, needs to follow. We need to follow after Christ. And yet, so many times, so many people just kind of reject saying that. And when we continue reading... We find uh, a phrase, especially, that Joseph says, or rather, that Philip says, that we ought to consider saying more. In verse 46, it says, uh, And Nathaniel said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And we notice what Philip says, and it says, Philip said unto him, Come and see. Why is it that so many times we're afraid to invite people to our worship services? The excitement and the joy that comes from being a Christian is unmeasurable. The clarity and the joy of life that you can have knowing that you're abstaining from things that take away uh, control. The idea that you are staying away from things that you shouldn't be around. All of these things, as a Christian, we look at, and some people say, Well, it's not fun if we can't do that. But to a Christian, we look at and say, I'm doing what I've been commanded. And we can still have fun without sinning. And that's the truth. We truly can have fun without sinning in the world today. There are many things in the world that we can do that is not sinful. And as we consider each of these, I want us to uh, think about how we can live our life in accordance with God's will. I also have one more person for us to think about today, and that is, uh, he's found in Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 26 and following to the end of the chapter, we find the Ethiopian eunuch who was studying his Bible and who had traveled an immense distance to uh, go to the Passover. And when we find him in Acts chapter 26, it says, The angel of the Lord uh, spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise, uh, and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. We find this man who is living his life, who is a proselyte, who has traveled thousands of miles in a carriage, or in a chariot, rather, to come and worship the Lord. Now, in the Old Covenant, And in Judaism, a eunuch was not allowed to come close at all to the temple when it was time to worship. In fact, they were the furthest away from the temple. And yet this eunuch was so devoted that he took time to travel the entire length of the Red Sea all the way up to worship God. And it says, In verse 28, that he was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. As we consider the language of this passage, we find an excitement, a desire to learn God's word, and a desire to obey God's word. This man openly invited a stranger into his chariot to talk about the scriptures. How many times does that happen in the world today, that we invite someone into our home to discuss the scriptures, much less into our car as we consider this, we, fe- we find the excitement and the zeal that this eunuch had for God's word. He was worshiping falsely. He was not following the, the true guide that he was supposed to be, but he didn't know about Christ. And we find in verse 32... What the uh, what the eunuch was studying? It says the place of the scriptures which he read was this: He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb before his shears, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, in his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generations? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip. And said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh speakest the prophet this? Of himself, or of some other man? Then Philip did what all of us ought to be willing and able to do. Says in verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth, and began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. As we consider these things, and as we consider Philip's desire to get into this chariot with this man, to teach unto him Christ, and to do what he ought to do as a Christian. We find a man that is truly willing to teach. And in verse 36, we continue with a story, and it says, "...and as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, "'See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized?' So, as a side note, we see that if we teach and preach unto someone Jesus, we of necessity have to teach and preach unto them baptism. Because this eunuch knew that he must be baptized. And in verse 37, it says, And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded that the chariot uh, would stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Philip baptized this eunuch when they found water. When they found uh, enough water to baptize someone in. Completely and fully immerse someone in water. But the real heart of this is in verse 39. As we consider it, we find the joy that comes with being a Christian. It says, And when they were both come out of the water, the spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. The idea that we are freed from our sins if we live as God would have us to live, and if we are baptized and continue to live as God would have us to live, then we should be going on our way rejoicing. But even more than that, if we know the gospel is true, and if we believe it, and if we have obeyed it, then what is stopping us from going around and teaching others? As we consider all of this, There is, in fact, joy that can be had with a Christian life. There is the true idea, if you will, that there is a Christ. That we can live as Christians. And that we don't have to be uh, so um, looked down upon. We don't have to live a life that we do not have fun, but rather we can have proper fun and proper enjoyment. Many times we can sit down and enjoy a nice game of something as long as it's not sinful. We ought to, as Christians, remember that as long as we are living a Christian life and we are obeying God's words, There are things in life that are enjoyable that do not in any way come into contact with sin. We just have to realize that we can live a life without sin and desire a life without sin. And so as we think about a joyful mindset as a Christian and a excited mindset, we have to remember being a Christian is an exciting thing. There's all kinds of things that we can uh, go and talk to someone about, especially including the Bible. There's all kinds of times that we can go and enjoy Christian fellowship. I encourage you this week, sit down and enjoy being a Christian. Don't be terrified that there's some uh, thing that you're neglecting. Don't be terrified of the fact that uh, you might not be doing everything right, and that some sin is going to come up and overtake you. I want us to, as Christians, realize that we can have fun, and we can enjoy Christian fellowship. I'm recording this on Wednesday, and I don't know what day you're listening to it, but one of the greatest things we have today is a midweek Bible class. Why not take the time to enjoy fellowship? Enjoy time being spent with one another. I hope this has been beneficial to you. And I hope each one of us can realize that we can have an enjoyable life as a Christian. I also want us to realize that as Christians, we have the opportunity and the ability to To go and encourage someone just as uh, Andrew and Philip did. And especially as truthfully each one of us can do. We just have to go on our way rejoicing. And so I hope each one of us can have been built up. I hope everyone has been able to be encouraged by this. And I also hope... If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me uh, at fortifyingyourfaith at gmail.com. Please reach out to me, because I would love to hear from you. Also, over the past few weeks, we've been having uh, several days that we've had a lot of listeners, and so I hope uh, if you are a new listener or anything like that, you'll stick around and you'll hear a, a new lesson and a new study at least once a week. So as we consider all of these things, I hope that you will continue to study and pray and remember, always encourage someone and always lift someone up as we seek to not only fortify fortify our faith, but those around us. I hope you have a wonderful day.